Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Knapsack. And I'm Joseph Scrimshaw, and I'm excited to talk about news. I'm not excited that uh, Jennifer Landa is still on vacation. Well, I'm excited for Jennifer and bummed for us because we miss Jennifer, but she will be back soon. We do. We know you all do as well, but she's taking a well-deserved vacation. Yeah, we're rooting for her vacation. We're also rooting for her to be back here on our Star Wars (laughs) news show. 
Exactly. We can live in both worlds. As uh, we are saying, this is our Star Wars news show. Breaking news from a long time ago. We're going to get to some wonderful news uh, from San Diego Comic-Con. Not as much Star Wars news as you'd think, or maybe that's kind of what you expected because D23 is around the corner. We just said Star Wars Celebration. Uh, but we're going to talk about some cool toy news, some Andor details, and exciting casting confirmation that emerged. So if you are a fan of uh, Amanda Stenberg or the Acolyte, which is not coming out yet for a bit, but you're already a fan, don't worry. We got your news <laughs> coming up here in a bit. Before we do that, we'll remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash force center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, we'll have our force center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us. Uh, Life Adventures, Star Wars Adventures. I was down in San Diego, not not exactly attending the convention, but was there <laughs> performing and drinking and hanging out, having fun. Uh, so I'll catch up. Uh, I'll catch you all up on some of that stuff. But Joseph, while I was uh, away partying, were you were you uh, celebrating in your own way at home? <laughs> it's always a small, quiet party in my home. <laughs> a little, a little couch con every weekend. Uh, no, I can't wait to hear about uh, all the details of your being uh, San Diego Comic Con adjacent. You could probably see the convention, smell the bay, uh, but didn't actually go in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did did not cross the train tracks to the convention center this year, which was a weird <laughs> feeling. But yes, very, very weird. Yeah, no, I had a, I had a lot of uh, great things this uh, week, and I had a, uh, some difficult things as well. Um, you know, some some life stuff, some uh, career stuff. It's uh, normal for all of us to have the ups and downs. But I had some that just really uh, got under my skin. Mm. Uh, and they kind of, they built up, you know, a bunch of little things built up, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think we both try to be calm and Jedi-like on mm. the podcast because that's what we want to put out in the world. Uh, yeah. But we always, always want to be honest that uh, uh, we're human and we get angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I got real angry. Like I didn't realize how angry I was. Like I, I was like, "It's fine, it's fine. Uh, stuff it down, stuff it down." And uh, <laughs> no one thing. Yeah, but it just I got in that like cycle of of uh, anger where you'd like be mulling over things, and then mm. you would like kind of yell at your own brain of like, "It's not important. It's not the big picture. Focus on the positive. Focus on the positive. Damn it." <laughs> And then you just you think about something else for one second, and then the the, the things that are making you angry creep back in, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I got into one of those cycles, and that was like Friday night. Uh, Saturday, I went to sleep, and it was, it was so weird. Like I slept really deep, maybe better than I have in a long time. And then I woke up at five o'clock just with anger, like anger was the alarm clock, and it was like my body's like time to get up and be angry again. <laughs> uh, and then the point of all this is that Star Wars swooped in and and helped me so much. So it's 5 a.m. and it's just like, I'm not going to fall back asleep. I'm, I'm going to get up. I need to try to let this go. Um, and I got up and I made coffee. And I had another book I'm reading. But uh, this new Star Wars book that's coming out, uh, The Princess and the Scoundrel by Beth Revis, uh, had arrived. And I was like, ah, I'll just open it up and, and look at it. I'm looking forward to reading this one, but I want to finish this other book. My coffee's brewing and I open it up. And I just start reading the first paragraph and it was no thoughts of, I got to review this, no thoughts of who's going to think what, blah, blah, blah. It was just the magic of Star Wars grabbed me like mm. by the chest in my soul. And I sat down and read like the first hundred pages just straight. Wow. Uh, and I think, uh, I think today as we're releasing this episode is the embargo. I'm not going to say any spoilers, mm. um, 
the the spoiler is I am loving this book. It just feels like these characters that we've known and loved uh, for decades speaking to me. It was mm. so good. It was so just like uh, I felt like a kid. And I felt like Return mm. of the Jedi was just kept rolling <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. after the party. And, and the story continued. And it was such a moment of just pure Star Wars joy that it really helped me recenter uh, and get past the, the cycle of frustration. So uh, that's kind of a book review, <laughs> but a very honest life in Star Wars adventure. It really felt like Star Wars was there for me uh, when I needed it to find that just hey. burst of fun and joy and enthusiasm and curiosity and everything that Star Wars can provide. I love that. I absolutely love that. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be taking a look at that book, I, I suppose, here and uh, you know. Uh, I know that book, when it was announced, there was some uh, pushback on the concepts around it uh, and what it might be related to with the, the hotel and whatnot. But uh, I have a lot of faith in uh, Beth Revis as a Star Wars writer, so uh, I have it too. I haven't started reading, but I'm going to hopefully follow you down that joyful journey. Yeah, no, and I, I hope people enjoy it as much as I do. But, you know, I know everybody's different. But, yeah, I, I loved Rebel Rising. I still feel like that book mm-hmm. doesn't uh, get quite the amount of love as it deserves. I think Beth uh, Revis is just amazing. And this one really drew me in, too. So I think uh, give it a chance is my suggestion. But uh, mm-hmm. I want to hear about your non-book reading adventures. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, here here was the thing uh, about Comic-Con. In terms of Star Wars news, like so we're going to talk about today, you know, none, I don't think anyone was expecting. There was no Disney Lucasfilm panel. We just had Star Wars Celebration. We know D23 is coming, and, and you absolutely got to think they're holding some stuff back for, for that event. And I think that's the same with Marvel, too, despite Hall H uh, being such an important thing uh, historically for Marvel. Um, and, and that's, uh, you know, Marvel Center will cover that, wherever Marvel Center <laughs> is. Uh, great panel. Uh, wonderful stuff. But, yeah, uh, so I wasn't down there to get any news, wasn't down there to cover any news. Had that, that comedy show on uh Thursday night at the American Comedy Company went really well. Got to meet a Four Center uh, listener uh, named Aaron. Um, very uh, love those kind of interactions. He he was great. Um, so that's always good. But yeah, no, it, it, it was just mostly, you know, I, getting into getting into parties, which is such a weird thing <laughs> for a high school nerd or a junior high nerd who never went to parties, never got invites. It's always such a weird battle. Comic Con, uh, you know, it, it's all weekend and all the actually weeks leading up to it. It's like, are you on that list? Are you on that list? You're on that list. And this year, you know, Joseph, I, I was on one because our, our friend of the show, Billy Patterson uh, graciously put me on the fandom party. I wasn't even going to go because I didn't have a plus one and Grace was with me. And I, and my friend, Jen Murrow was with it. She was on the list either. And I, I didn't, I didn't have a, I didn't have a name. Uh, my name wasn't the list for the Nerdist party. I just let it all go. I just said, we're just gonna walk around downtown and see where the force leads us. And it led us to both parties and it led us to everyone getting in and it led us to just having a great time. Um, all that to say, partying is, partying is fun and everything. It's certainly not everything in life, but this year, this comic con, it was the first one since 2019. And yes, there's still a, there's still a little thing hanging over all this. Uh, still that whole pandemic thing. Still, that was always uh, the worry was always in the air. And at the time of this recording, we'll see how many people come on down with the COVID virus. You got to be careful. It's a weird <laughs> spot, right? It's a weird yeah. spot. Sorry, You'll start- not laughing at COVID. Laughing at your 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 come on down like a, <laughs> the Price is Right. Come on down. Who got it? You'll start seeing these posts emerge. You know the double lines. You'll start seeing them emerge. Some have already emerged. Uh, so far, knock on wood, uh, feel pretty good and, and all that good stuff. But try to take as many precautions as possible. But all, the, all that to say, I, I address the negative to, to get to the positive. 
because uh, this industry, the, the industry, the movie talking, movie covering space were kind of uh, in and adjacent to Joseph Lake. It, it was, it was, you could feel the energy, the difference of, of this year. Uh, I, I kept saying it was like 2014, 2015 Comic-Con where a lot of our circle was yet to get the big Hall H jobs or I work for this outlet. We are all just crazy kids trying to make it, right? <laughs> Some of us older than kids. Um and this year had that sense of community and not to equate it to fighting to save the galaxy, but there was a lot of joy this year. A lot mm. of, I haven't seen you in years. Uh, I had a great interaction with Maude Garrett, who I had not actually physically seen in years, uh, former Jedi Lions co-host. And, and we had a good, um, good catch up session and a lot of people like that. And, and, and even though some of them live down the street in town here, you just don't see these folks. And it just felt, um, you know, even with some of the the bigger things hanging over us, including the state of the world, we might add, it just felt good to have a sense of of community, that feeling of there are more of us, uh, and 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 I love that, and that that was one thing I connected to and took from the event. And yes, cool parties are cool parties. They're not all they're cracked up to be, kids, but they're a lot of fun. But more importantly, this time around, it wasn't just fun; it was like genuinely seeing people and having a smile on our faces as we uh, caught up and remembered how we all were years ago before uh, different jobs and things pulled everyone in different directions. So that, that was the uh, lasting lesson of uh, Comic-Con this year for me, the Star Wars stealing of community. Oh, that's great. And yeah. And I think you're, you're really responding to, to like a, a specific, very large group of people that have been your, your social circle and your work circle for years. Right. Yeah. Um, so being able to reconnect with them in a, a place of fun and, and community makes total sense that, you know, obviously this is the first big uh, return for Comic-Con and at its best Comic-Con is absolutely about community, right? If we all yeah. like these different things, there's going to be announcements. We're going to all have fun together it should be about community. And I think for a lot of people it successfully is, but if you do get trapped in that, like you're just, it's like you collect them all and it's just status yeah, <laughs> to get in the parties. And I've definitely been in some parties where I doesn't feel like anybody's having fun. It just like everybody <laughs> just wanted to be able to tweet that they were at this party. And then you end up at other parties where it's like, Hey, this is a, a party, you know, yeah. where yeah. friends talk to one another about things that we like. And then we laugh and have fun in community. Yeah. The reason to have a party, you know, yeah. uh, and that is so joyful uh, when you have that true experience of, of what it yeah. should be of a celebration of community. Uh, so I'm really glad that you got to have that energy and that experience. Yeah. Yeah. No, look, look, you know, this is a, a longer conversation in a different podcast. It's philosophy center. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, it's been uh, uh, you, what you're talking about is, is uh, dark side versus light side on this of, of your life, of your job, of your career. And, 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 and the last couple of years, that's the feeling I had. So 2017, 2016, 17, 18, 19 Comic Cons, a lot of fun. I always get to do wonderful things. But there was that sense of, well, we better go and we better take a picture here so it can prove that we are here and we can build our clout, dark <laughs> power, unlimited party power. And, and, and that could be the, the downside of any job of any industry where you have to kind of uh, show your face, be at the 9 a.m. meeting, all those kind of things. It was nice to get back to the joy. So, yeah, d- yeah. D- we'll have a deeper conversation about all that there. But a lot of fun. Uh, I do wish there was more Star Wars news, bigger news to come out of this. But patience, patience will have our day again with D23 around the corner. But we do yeah, have some things to discuss. So, mm-hmm. yes, unlimited Instagram opportunity. <laughs> Unlimited <laughs> Instagram. I always say a good party is when you leave and you go, ah, we didn't take any pictures. Yeah. 
Well, we just talked to friends, and that was lovely, too. Uh, was, Nothing uh, wrong with pictures, but yeah, great go. stuff. There you go. All right, on to Star Wars news. We do want to talk a little bit about some of the news to emerge out of San Diego Comic-Con, including the San Diego Comic-Con Toy News Bonanza. It's been a while since we've discussed toy news. I'm trying, I was trying to think of last time. Might have even been when Jennifer was anchoring the news uh, back in the day. Uh, but Hasbro revealed several new figures at San Diego Comic-Con. These are just some highlights. There's a lot on the list. So if I leave anything off, Joseph, feel free to toss it in <laughs> if it's uh, something that reached out to you. Uh, we got our first look at a Star Wars Jedi Survivor, in a way, with a new Cal Kestis 6-inch Black Series Vintage Collection. We also got a KX Series Security Droid and a B1 Battle Droid. These look to be from the game forthcoming Jedi Survivor, the Fallen Order sequel. We got a new Grogu in 6-inch scale, which includes space macaroons, little tiny space macaroons. <laughs> Jedi Luke Skywalker from Mando, but this one's called Luke Skywalker Imperial Light Cruiser. Put a pin in that i gotta get your thoughts on that in a second a vintage collection boba fett and his starship playset looks great and the mandalorian credit collection line a line of figures which are a lot of great uh, figures like bo katan uh, uh we got uh, also in there a, a tuscan raider uh, a lot of that stuff looks great and a kenner retro new hope collection it's which includes old ben kenobi <laughs> And vinyl cape. Uh, Joseph, anything there on your purchase list? And what do you think about Luke Skywalker, Imperial Light Cruiser? <laughs> this was an interesting toy drop. They, you know, the, the way they do it is obviously they they try to, you know, create splashes at lots of different events, uh, Hasbro, including their own events, including Comic-Con, uh, you know, on, on and on the different uh convention so it's always interesting to see kind of like what mix of things do they reveal and kind of leave uh for for the next time um mm -hmm. the cal kestis is, is a six inch black series and then a three and three quarter vintage so both mm -hmm. from both lines um that is in in some ways uh i'm probably not running out to buy it personally uh mm -hmm. just because i'm trying to uh, moderate my collection somewhat yeah. uh, but that was really cool to see how many times have we seen something from an upcoming piece of Star Wars storytelling leaked from a Lego description or a Lego yes. photo or maybe an action figure. Uh, it was great to see an actual official reveal from the action figure of, hey, everybody, this is what Cal's going to look like in that uh, follow-up video game, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Yeah. Um, and it has just launched a bunch of great, <laughs> great conversation about, like, emotionally... What does it mean to go from a poncho to a vest? Uh, does that mean you're doing worse in life? Are, are ponchos better? Is it is he being more himself because yeah. he's a vest and he's not hiding behind a poncho anymore? Or does he look a little bit more like rugged and like he's been through some bleep? Uh, mm. Mm. But it's also just fun to see the actual absurdity of like, it's a cool action figure. It's a cool outfit. Cal looks great. Glad BD1 is there. Um yeah. But to basically see an action figure months in advance before a video game comes out and know because of the action figure that there will probably be a function in the video game where you can collect different vests to wear. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very much like, like it's uh, you go to the uh, outfitters at Red Dead Redemption 2. What color vest do you want in Pocket Watch? Uh, this is great insight. This is also so much of the insight you provide on your unboxing, not not unboxing uh, series <laughs> on uh, TikTok. I suggest you all uh, find Joseph on there to get the same kind of uh, fun insight into the figures. So I, I really like that. And uh, I think it's like uh, 
the first game was high school Cal. And this is like two years into college Cal where he's gone through an outfit switch. He's kind of like, I can't believe I wore a poncho my senior year in high school. Oh, what statement was I trying to make? Yeah. Um, Cal has, uh, has had a few breakups um, yes. and some run-ins with the law. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's all adult now. Not yeah. like he didn't in the first one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, well, how do you, uh, I want to talk about Luke for sure, but I'm curious mm-hmm. any thoughts you have on Cal. Well, you know, I, I got to tell you, I have somewhat of a complicated relationship with Fallen Order. I want to be clear. We, ne- we never aim to take it away anyone's joy. And I love the game. I love the story. I love the trauma themes. I love the characters, designs, the worlds. So many things I love. I just had such a weird experience with the gameplay uh, that um, I sometimes get lost in that. And I don't, I, you know, I always tease, uh, you know, Alex Damon, who loves the game with all his heart. Uh, I hope he takes his loving tease. Uh, some of the things about the game. Uh, just, I, I just, you know, I'm still stuck on Ilum on my replay. <laughs> so I just have this like, Hey, I can't wait for the survivor to come out. I'm going to play it. I hope I love it even, even more than I love the first game. I hope everyone loves it. I hope it's great. So I just, it, so it all was kind of a patient feeling mixed with when I saw the figures and went like, Oh, okay. <laughs> just, that was it. Oh, there's a battle droid. Oh, there's a, K2SO's pals are going to be in there. Maybe he kills me or maybe he tries to help me. I don't know. Uh, but I do like the updated version of Cal. He looks a little older, like a little beard coming in, right? Like he's, he's, he's doing the, uh, like we were talking about the high school versus college. He's, uh, he's going to try a beard on for size. So love all of it. Uh, love all of it. It's not a negative feeling. It's just kind of like uh, I, I'm patiently waiting, which I got to tell you is, is sometimes I'm so like, I'm, like a kid on Christmas morning for the Acolyte and Ahsoka and all these shows that are a long time off that we're going to be waiting for. So I think it's nice to have one little section of the Star Wars world where I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to see what comes my way. Figures look great. Concepts look great. BD1 looks awesome and cute. Uh, and I'll get there when I get there. Yeah, no, I understand. I, I feel like um, I, I really like the video game and I, there are parts of the gameplay that I really like. I think all the lightsaber mechanics work really well. It's not my personal yes. favorite to have those maps that it's hard, that kind of lead you narratively through them and it works great the first time, but then I find them extremely difficult and frustrating to wander around after the fact. Yes. So uh, yes. that that is a frustration for me because it's not my favorite uh, video game style, uh, but it's still fun to see these uh, reveals in action figure form, including... There's a this B1 from Jedi Survivor, mm-hmm. B1 Battle Droid with some cool paint. Uh, there's a six uh, six inch black series of that, uh, and I don't necessarily need the figure, but I'm happy to know that he's in the video game, uh, and I can't wait to have to purchase a PlayStation Five and then play this video game on absolute <laughs> simplest story mode because I have nothing to prove, and I want to yeah. be there for the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to go back to luke skywalker this is so yes. exciting this is so thrilling but also weird i know there are differences <laughs> in the mold right there's there's yes. for sure differences in the mold in all the various different uh you know return of the jedi jedi knight luke skywalkers we've got over the years some are this earlier version where he has this sort of uh cloth over his chest some are the the ones where he doesn't uh, later in the film and all that uh so it's so thrilling to have this action figure but the actual figure is like yeah that's that's Luke, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> From Return of the Jedi. So, in some ways, uh, I feel uh, justified in my belief that the package is a part of the whole. It is a mm. part of what makes the action figure beautiful. Mm-hmm. And anybody who chooses to open figures and pose them, I got no beef with you. I'm just talking about my my uh, approach. Mm. I do open some of my action figures, but I'll, one of the main reasons I don't is I love the package art. The yeah. package art is a part of 
the story of these figures of the moment they came out of what they're celebrating. In this particular one, I'm going to buy this action figure for the package. <laughs> for yes. the fact that it's Luke from mm-hmm. the uh, final episode of season two of The Mandalorian. For the shot of him that's on the package. I'm buying the package in the action figure itself is a bonus. Maybe I'm weird, but that's my truth. No, no, I think that's absolutely right. And and there was even some kind of discussion or force in our Discord this past week over some toys, and we know they're moving to uh, non-plastic packaging for some of the figures and whatnot, and and how that might change the relationship to the Black Series. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you know, what are you displaying? And that mean, do you need to take the figures out? I'm just even see if it's in a box. You don't even see what the figure is that you bought, uh, even though there's some maybe uh, you know bigger, more important issues to worry about in terms of plastic, no plastic, but. I get some of it because I'm right there with you. Because I always say this, like I have so many Funko Pops. And it's like, Ken, do you love Funko Pops? Not really. I love the packaging. <laughs> it just pulls me in every time. <laughs> Especially like Star Wars and Game of Thrones is one thing, but like like Tombstone Funkos, I get I get I get Wyatt Earp and Funko. But look at that package. It looks so great. So I'm with you on it. And as far as the Luke, I, I I'm obsessed with the. That's the title of it. The Imperial yeah. Light Cruiser. It's such an old <laughs> Kenner kind of vibe uh, that it's not, you know, the rescue of Grogu or anything kind of big and dramatic. It's just like Luke Skywalker. You know, that time he was on, a, on an Imperial Light Cruiser. Oh, yeah. That's it. It really cracks me up because, yeah, it, there's usually, you know, this attempt to define what's different about it. And when we were growing up with the original Kenner, it was almost always, you know, their actual outfits, right? You know, yep. uh, with Bespin fatigues, uh, yep. with Luke Skywalker Bespin fatigues, right? And he's not wearing anything dr- drastically different. <laughs> no. Look at me, Luke Skywalker, slightly lighter cloak. Uh, mm-hmm. So they have to talk about where he's from, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it could just be, Je- yeah, uh, Jedi Master, master you know, Grogu <laughs> right. rescuing mood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Luke Skywalker doesn't care about your battle, just wants the kid scene. Yeah, <laughs> all these things. Um, but I love it. And what, Dark and Trooper they, Destroyer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, yes. Oh, my gosh. Dark, uh, Dark Trooper uh, Battle. That was something like that. Because they got the Lego set that I, I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating getting. Um, I've kind of slowed my Lego collection, too, for space reasons. But they have that that Lego scene. Um, but, yeah, one thing I definitely want to ask you about, because... You know, I, I know Luke's uh, Luke's so big on your list, right? You just being mm-hmm. a, a Luke guy among, you know, Kenobi, and, you know, quite frankly, I get Star Wars. All We're here for all Star Wars characters, but, yeah. you know. Uh, Luke, Luke was my guy growing yeah. up forever. Yeah. yeah. So it means it means a lot to get new Luke figures to you, I know. But I I had the reaction when I saw it. I just kind of went like, uh, yeah, again, I guess it's my day to look at figures and go, all right. <laughs> but really, <laughs> I just went, I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's Jedi Luke. I get it. I get it. I don't know if I'll need that one for my collection. Uh, and then I thought, you know, it's like, cause I, my head was like, well, we've already seen that. And then I thought to myself, Hey, dummy, you have 19 Darth Vader's <laughs> and not a lot of changes. You could, you could tell yourself it's the rogue one, one version, you know, it's, it's the new hope version. Sometimes the, his helmet yeah. lens is a slightly different color. His yeah. helmet fins are slightly longer. <laughs> Sometimes he's got the cloth a little bit more. Yeah, you know. Yep. Yep, but here it is. You know, I even even seen some of the Vaders uh, recently, and I'm like, oh yeah, definitely have to get that Vader. It's like, what am I? What I'm just collecting the same dude over and over. So Luke, uh, go rescue Grogu, and you deserve a figure for it. Yeah, I'm definitely getting the Vader from the Kenobi series because his little subtitle to uh, differentiate him is Dark Times. <laughs> Dark Times. <laughs> so it kind of reads as Darth Vader. Uh, heavy mood today, man. Like. <laughs> dark times vader yeah i know i know like i 
Just want his head to hang. Yeah. It's a Springsteen song. That would die times down times. in the galaxy. It, it really does look like uh, that it is his album title. Darth Vader with his <laughs> hit album, Dark Times. Come um, on up for redemption. <laughs> Dragging oh. my friend through the fire. <laughs> um yeah, so th- yeah. I, I am going to get this, Luke, but, but the, mm-hmm. my main, true, honest, emotional reaction is I can't wait until a year from now, however long it takes, for them to make uh, Jedi Master Luke Skywalker uh, Ossus Jedi Temple. I want the Luke from mm-hmm. Book of Boba Fett because he actually has a different outfit. <laughs> yes, yes, no, He's absolutely. got his relaxing meditation shirt. I want Luke Skywalker with relaxing meditation shirt. Like this one's great. I'm going to buy him in, in the vintage form, yeah. uh, but partially to vote for them to make Luke Skywalker with relaxing meditation shirt from book of Boba Fett. It's like it, Luke went to uh, visit the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi in the sixties. He went to retreat. He got this nice shirt. He's like, look, this, this helps me relax. I'm connecting. Yeah. Love that. I love No, You're absolutely right. That went through my head. Like, well, that, that Luke's different. This is, but anyways, would you Anyways. like this one more if he came with Grogu? I mean, they're selling so many Grogu yeah. figures or or deluxe figures that are a cool figure, but also it comes with Grogu. Would that have been Grogu overkill? Or for you, would it have more celebrated the appearance of Luke if you could also have him, like, cradle Grogu? I think and it, uh, Grogu overkill is an interesting concept because I can, I, I, can, I can understand that if someone says we've reached that point. I'm not there yet personally. Um, same with Porgs, right? I still think Porg merch is cute. There's a lot less these days, but I still, oh, yeah. I, I still like it. So I, I, I that six inch scale Blexus Grogu leg with all the other accoutrements there. Like, I love that. I love that. So I think it might, that might be what it's missing for me. Maybe. I think that would make it feel more unique because Luke, because Luke's outfit isn't that different. I, again, I'm sure there are many differences in the mold. If you really dive into the details, I know it mm-hmm. is different, but just on a casual Look, it, it is his Return of the Jedi outfit. It, maybe it would make me celebrate that moment more. Yeah, and I, I don't think there's Grogu overkill. It's just, uh, obviously, uh, money is a reality with the toys, which is why you yeah. see lots of efforts to, you know, new new troopers with different paints or even like that whole coin collection is to kind of repackage mm-hmm. the action figures with something different. You know, they're trying to make as many products as possible. And just Grogu is a great upsell, right? Instead of yeah. just selling an incinerator flame trooper, they sell a deluxe package uh, that comes with a Grogu pushing the flames back, right? There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. Yeah. It's just that they know, like, uh, a way to help uh, mm-hmm. revitalize some things is throw a Grogu on it. <laughs> it's, it's a great, that's a great Portlandia sketch. Throw a Grogu on it. Um, I agree with you on it. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and I, uh, you know, we want more Star Wars figures out there. We know the, the industry's change the landscape of, of collectors and uh, the collecting world has changed totally get it so that's why this news was exciting that's why i wanted to cover it it was to get kind of a sdcc figure uh news dump was actually kind of like old school fun for me yeah even though some of the figures and i, and I like it but i, I gotta say the one the one uh, to, uh, and go with it go wherever you want to go in the conversation to joseph after yeah. this but the kenner retro new hope collection that one, I don't know. I might have some shelf space I need to clear for that one. I just really love that one. I love that vibe. Attaches totally to my nostalgia. Of course. Of course. Oh. That's the point. But yeah. Yeah, I like no. It. And it's really great. So, like, I, I physically picked up the the first version of this because they did the boxed mm-hmm. version of this with the, you know, the first half of the original Kenner line. Uh, and then this box is the follow-up, the second half. Right. Uh, and I'm deeply tempted by both of them. They had, they had a bunch at... Uh, 
Disneyland uh, when we were all there for Star Wars Celebration. And mm. I, I picked it up three times. I was like, no, no. Right. <laughs> so that one is really, really tempting. I do also, I like the Grogu, uh, the, the, I like the hubris of him floating in the middle of yeah. that massive package for a six inch figure, uh, coming with some of the things that he's come with before. Uh, but now with cookies in the Mythosaur necklace, like, yeah, I, yes. I might spend whatever uh, obscene amount of money just for the cookies. I might. Yeah. I think it's fair. And then eventually, eventually we're going to get teenage looking Grogu, right? I, I know <laughs> we're, they're going to age him up eventually. It's going to be a little shocking. It's going to be like a sitcom where, where, you know, the kids come back all grown up. But that's going to be a new round of Grogu merch. We'll see if it sells as much. Yeah, absolutely. Final one for me that I wanted to mention, uh, because mm-hmm. I think I might pick up. They've done the weird holiday figures before for right. like the the December uh, happy times holidays. Uh, these new Halloween ones, they're bonkers, right? Um, yeah. I don't know if you, you there's the one I want is there's a clone trooper that barely even looks like a clone trooper because uh, the trooper has like a skeleton painted over their armor. So I'm like. A quick glance, you wouldn't even necessarily see the clone armor. So that by itself is pretty great, pretty weird. Uh, But it comes with, as we were talking about, a little Porg. But the Porg has yellow possessed eyes. Right. Yes. (laughs) And I, I I need that in my life. Yeah, I don't. I don't generally uh, go for these, uh, you know, the holiday theme ones. Uh, but yeah, and I'm, I'm, and Halloween's lower on my list of, of holidays in my own life. But uh, the 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 skeleton, the skeleton trooper, like almost looked legit. I was like, "Was well, this from a video game too? Which which, which one's this?" One? <laughs> yeah, these are just the sort of the bonkers ones too. That like ten years from now, people will have forgot that these were made, and you know, collectors will be like, "Remember when they made this?" And people will be like, "What? Why?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So very excited about that one. Uh, very exciting indeed. Uh, so more figures to emerge. Uh, I like all the Boba Fett ones. There's a lot of cool things. Axe Wove's getting a character. It, it, it's fun. And it's still, even though I don't collect uh, actively as much anymore, uh, it's just, I like I like when characters get their due and, and you get to see someone else, uh, you know, uh, an actor getting excited over their face in plastic for mm. uh, eternity. Uh, it's a fun thing, and it's always tied to the center of our Star Wars love. Merchandise, toys, collecting, and showing the world what we love. We'll keep updated if there's any uh, new big figures we want to talk about. Another thing that emerged at San Diego Comic-Con is what I call a Disney-era Star Wars tradition. Small details being slipped into cool costume and prop displays. This is um, something that, uh, going back to 2014, started to really happen, and it did happen before in the other in the early days of Comic Con. I don't know. I wasn't there partying, so I don't know. Maybe someone can tell me. But I love this thing here, and it was no different uh, at SDCC 2022 with some minor info emerging for Andor. First, the world got to see the cool Star Wars trench coat based design for Andor by Michael Wilkinson, and the news that Endor must undertake a dangerous mission to a new planet called Aldalani or Aldani. Uh, we'll wait to see how that's mispronounced by different characters in the story. <laughs> Aldhani. Aldhani? How do you say that, Joseph? Let's see. Let me, uh, Aldhani? Aldhani. I added an A up top, which I do often. Aldhani. Uh, this is part of his joining the growing rebellion. So let's just go there. Uh, how does that sound to us? 
Ooh, I I really liked this information, and I agree with you. I love this tradition. I, I will never forget. Uh, I think it was the Star Wars celebration of uh, 2015, just looking at some displays and learning it was the First Order. Not the Empire, right. the First Order. And it was just little there on a plaque. Amazing. Uh, so I love these little details coming out like this. Um, I think that happened with Rogue One as well. There's some details yes. about, like, Krennic. Uh, that Krennic? was on his costume. and uh, yeah. Two tubes. Two tubes. Uh, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, huge major stuff but uh I, I love the excitement that there's been over the weekend just about his cool new jacket mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> if you ask star wars fans do you think uh andrew's gonna have a cool new jacket everybody probably would have said well yeah uh but it was nice to have it confirmed since cool jackets are a huge part of the star wars tradition uh but this uh text that was with the costume i'm really excited about um mm-hmm. i think because it sounds so proactive um I was excited to have the news come out that this is going to be at least partially a story of Andor being reluctant to join, being Mm. in a little bit of a cynical or nihilistic headspace, and then really coming to believe in the rebellion. Uh, I like that idea, but the risk of that idea is you spend a lot of time with a character who is unwilling to take action. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this text sort of assured me don't worry <laughs> yeah it's not going to be you know uh, six episodes out of 12 of Cassian Andor refusing the call uh but that he's going to get in there right and, yeah. and actually take an action be on a mission and I really like uh as part of his entry into the growing rebellion maybe yeah. it's reading too much into it but it really does suggest that like prove yourself you know, here's mm. here's your test. Here's your baptism of fire. Go, kid. Yeah. That sounds really exciting. Might be reading too much into it, but that's where my mind goes. Yeah, it 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 also could be you know, Crix Madine with the Billy Club going. You got to do this, so you don't get in the group here. All right, Dad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, but I'm with you on that. You know, we wouldn't expect it to be like this, but we wouldn't want you know nine episodes of Andor going. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Uh, we need to move it forward, and and uh, I agree with that. And, and that must—that's a—that's a—that's a heavy word, right? The, the that must that reason could be so many different things. We know his family's tied to some of this. We know this community that he's emerging from and going to a, a planet to help, or all those kind of things. It, it, it's just so Star Wars. We just thought Kenobi need to leave and all those kind of things. But it, it is about what you're talking about—action. And, and, and the purpose for the action. And that's just exciting. I don't know. There's something, it was such a small detail. I didn't get, obviously didn't get a chance to see it in person. because I did not cross those train tracks to the convention hall, but I don't know. It just, it made me laugh. Cause it, yes, it is a Star Wars tradition going back to even Kira's speeder instead of Ray's speeder. Uh, yeah. One of the early, early cons there. Um, and it's just fun. And I love that they do that. And it got me hyped for the series, but that's not all Joseph. So any final thoughts on that coat or the information? No, coat's great, and I can't wait to see that coat go on a mission. <laughs> That's a great coat. Uh, next, one of Mon Mothma's ensembles was on display in a confirmation that she will be navigating the dangerous political shadows on Coruscant while building the rebellion. Now, I like this one. No, again, I wouldn't call this a surprise, but just this, like, no, we are spending some time on Coruscant. We are spending some time in these so-called political shadows, and she's doing what we all want her to do and know she is doing, building the rebellion. It's something that just was like, I'll call it confirmation, joyful confirmation of what we're going to get with Mon Mothma. So I loved it there. What do you think? Yeah, I'm super excited about some of the confirmation in that text. Uh, I really like the outfit. 
Um, I like that it is of, uh, you know, Mon Mothma's general style, but it looks a little bit more elaborate, a little bit more fancy, uh, a long sleeve and either short sleeve or no sleeve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A little conflict and duality right there in the dress, but cool style. So the actual gown is is great, but it's just really great to see this uh, hardcore on the text confirmation uh, about the kind of storytelling that Mon Mothma will be involved in that sort of the the political intrigue in the really dangerous political intrigue. I keep getting excited about like the idea of a of a scene at a party, right? And if uh, she's seen talking to the wrong person, if somebody sees her pick up the wrong data pad, eat you know the wrong hors d'oeuvre that is uh, secretly a part of a code, that mm. people could die. Like that yeah. kind of political intrigue tension. I'm really excited about uh, for the storytelling. And with the confirmation of Coruscant, I guess another confirmation, because I feel like we see it mm-hmm. in the, the trailer that we've seen, my mind is really going to which char- what characters we might see. Um, mm. Obviously, I, I think there's going to be plenty of new characters uh, in the political spectrum on Coruscant that there's no reason for us to have met before. But yeah. I am also really interested, not in the like, oh, who do I want to cameo, who could cameo, but more that like, given what we know of the era, who kind of should be there, right? Yeah, right. Like, I'm thinking, you know, your your Masamita, your your Sly Moore, your your Bail Organa, who I know has been heavily referenced, but, like, yeah. uh, Palpatine himself, even if it's mm-hmm. just, like, uh, a speech from afar, a hologram, whatever. Um, <laughs> dare we dream of Orn Frita? You know, going back <laughs> to we. the political realm of Coruscant, I, I do want to see some of those people not, you, you know what I mean? Not not because it's like a cameo yeah. or a checkbox, but because it's the shared universe. They would be there. Yeah, no, no. Look, I, I, I get some of the discussions and, and discourse around uh, the cameo word. And sometimes, quite frankly, I find it nauseating and, and with bad faith. And other times I think it's valuable to measure what was what's the value of these characters showing on up. Uh, you've listed off a, a long list of wonderful names. I'm predicting right here, right now, that episode two is about Representative Binks stepping down <laughs> from his position. Um, I think we we need to see that there. But no, no, absolutely. It, we, we, we joke about... Um, our, our, our own little fun references, the Maydeans and the, and the Dodanas of the world, but Rykat, any of those characters would be there in some fashion, whether they're, you know, opposing Mothma, whether they're colleagues in the Senate or they're those in her own kind of shadows as she tries to build this rebellion. Uh, I, I think it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a fun, you know, a fun uh, a, a bingo game of <laughs> who shows up because they would be there. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I love your great Jar Jar point. We've talked a lot about how Rogue One is uh, uh, the more grounded, gritty yeah. side of Star Wars, and it looks like Andor is going to continue that tradition. So can you imagine if there's some very tense, very real political scene in the Senate, and then just in the background you hear a big whoops, and Jar Jar just totally <laughs> falls out of his Senate? <laughs> look, Spinner. Look, we we love we love uh, Jar Jar. We love it, and, and I think everyone... Um, Knows we love it. So this is not done with any kind of cynicism. Like, I would love it. I, and I would also love the idea of Tony, of, of them going to Tony Gilroy and going, all right, cool. You know, would you want to include Jar Jar in your story? And him going, yes, absolutely. Or him going, what's a Jar Jar? <laughs> Just like, huh? Um, but, you know, if I, look, if I was in charge, if I was in charge, if uh, I had a day to be in charge of Star Wars Disney, this would be the type of 
story I would want Jar Jar to make a return in because it would be played seriously. And you maybe people look at him in a different light. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rio Chuchi, that's another deep cut uh, from the political uh, Mm -hmm. realm, from the Clone Wars. I think what I'm really interested in these characters is like, like you said, with the the whole discussion over characters coming back, there can be that discussion of, oh, well, Luke Skywalker had to come back because they really want to up the ratings, right? Uh, That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Masamita shows up, (laughs) no one's going to argue, oh, they just had to shove fan favorite Masamita in <laughs> like I know yeah. hardcore intense fans like us might be like yeah, yeah. amazing Masamita but it's not like it's not like Luke or Leia right it's- yeah <laughs> yeah no absolutely look and we know uh there's been words of Saw Gerrera I, I you know Tarkin wouldn't be out of place all these there's all these names that are so key to the story but we'll see and also I, I'm excited like you said there's gonna be a ton of new ones we're gonna learn mm-hmm. about too yeah yeah. Um, and, and finally, we know more of B2 Emo. B2 or <laughs> B is an old ground mech salvage assist droid that has been working for the Andor family for years. What do we like about that? This, uh, dare I say, a, a family pet of sorts for Cassian Andor. <laughs> oh, there's so much alike about this, uh, including uh, B2 Emo's name. Uh, I love that with a name like B2 Emo, which they have to know what they were doing. They're like, yeah, but people call this droid B2 or B. Like, Emo's sitting right there. Come right on. There. Right there. Come on. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll see what the fan base uh, calls him. I think the fan base uh, or calls them. We don't know what the droid's uh, designation is. Um, but the the uh, ground mech salvage assistant, that that is really, really interesting in, to me because we don't necessarily know a ton about the Andor family yet, but if they have a droid... Uh, that's job is involving something, you know, kind of, uh, specific and industrial, like, like Mm -hmm. salvage, you know, to me that, or hauling scrap that suggests a possible story of Andor's family being professionals, builders, you know, Mm -hmm. workers having a trade, uh, with a long tradition. If this droid has been with them for a long time, and since we know Andor's uh, life and family is disrupted by the Empire, I'm just really excited about the possibility of that storytelling. I feel like we got mm-hmm. hints of it with Han's dad on Corellia with the Empire yep. coming in yep. and kind of taking over these proud jobs, these longstanding family traditions and, you know, giving people no pay and pushing them out uh, and, and taking over. There's a hint of that that's always floating around the edges of the of the solo story. But it would be great to dive right into that if the Andors have this, like, we are business people, we are proud workers, and that has been utterly violated by the Empire. That would be fascinating. Yeah, you, you and I have the same mind there, where, where it just uh, signifies that how the story, you know, the story starting out in any way, shape, or form with Andor's family and how things start happening to them and, and his you know, community around him. That's very much at the center of the story. I love what you're saying about continuing this idea of the oppression of the empire destroyed and destroyed so many uh, things and people uh, and industries in so many different ways. And this could be part of it. Um, I hope B2 goes on adventures, but even if he's just at the beginning that it represents this uh, thing, I think it's, I think it's very key that this little bit of information is out there, that this is um, something that is uh, a droid that's working for the Andor family for years. It's a longstanding business. It isn't a startup. <laughs> it's been going on and, and uh, it's key to his family and probably key to him uh, 
uh, moving forward with that big must to go off world or go somewhere else. So I love yeah. that. I love that. In, in some key words that you and I usually like old and weary uh, is, is how uh, <laughs> B2 emo is described. We like yep. old and weary around these parts. Uh, I do also just want to quickly acknowledge the appearance of B2 emo. I, I really love the design. I love uh, the kind of crooked head and big eye that mm-hmm. <laughs> constantly kind of looks like the droid is raising one eyebrow and going, you want me to do what? Um, <laughs> hey, no. Very good. Very old. Very weary. Um, I had I had a reaction that I, I saw a lot of people on the internet have that it uh, the design did remind me of the uh, Vincent or or uh, Scent Droid uh, from Black Hole uh, back in the day. Oh, uh, wow. And saw some chatter on social media that uh, that was not an intentional part of the design, but hey, these things happen sometimes. So wanted to mm. mention that. That yeah, I, I've buried Black Hole in a black hole of my soul because it scared <laughs> me as a kid. Uh, that makes sense. I also love that now we have, you know, one of the things I think, and I might have even said it doing the initial trailer kind of, uh, not reaction, but breakdown around here where we saw that droid. And I thought it might have been a tank of some sort. <laughs> Is that some well, cool transport tank? Oh, no, it's a little like knee high droid. Uh, <laughs> fascinating well, stuff there. Uh, final thoughts on this. Do, do we like this Star Wars uh, tradition here? The, the details are, are often found hidden in plain sight on, on the placards in front of con displays. Is that a fun uh, Easter egg hunt in real life? A hidden Mickey of Star Wars information, if you will? Yeah, I love it. I really, really do. Because it's always like this where it's like, it's not like a huge revelation. It's almost mm-hmm. more just like a little flavor that confirms something. Like that First Order thing was... That was kind of big. I mean, we we yeah. knew that there yeah. there were baddies who had uh, either you know the Empire resurgent or emulated the Empire. Uh, so that was yeah, not huge, but also huge. And these are just great because uh, they're just kind of flavor that spins the interpretation in a certain direction. So I love it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna. I don't know. In the second half of the show, we're gonna talk about other ways in which Star Wars news comes out that sometimes makes me. I don't know, slightly frustrated. This is not one of them. This is this is fun. Uh, it's little bits of information, and it can and and it's exciting. And and I think because the designs of Star Wars, you and I had such fun at that Mando uh, kind of museum level display at Star Wars mm-hmm. Celebration. There's there's so much to be taken out of them. There's so much, um, you know, the, the skill that goes into these costume designs and all this stuff. It's it's fun for them to get their day in the sun. So if that includes a little bonus information, I'm cool with that as well. Yeah, you know, I think, sorry, so sorry. Final thing you reminded me of, of like, I think part of it is, you know, we we get press releases, we get other things that we're going to talk about. Uh, Sometimes we just get a sudden tweet. And I think there is something about this that does feel like uh, kids whispering to each other on the playground because they read something on the back of a trading card. There's Mm. something that feels a little pre-internet about it. Obviously, it spreads on the internet. But I think that's part of the reason that I like it, too. I'm with you on that. It's an old school feel in a way. I'm there for that. Cool. Cool indeed. And that jacket, speaking of cool, is really cool for you, Andor. Uh, too, I wonder if B2 Emo has a little jacket he, he wears as well. It's cold. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we got uh, some acolyte news to talk about. But before we do, we're going to have a Force Center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us. Joseph, what do we have today? We are still recommending Shadow of the Sith. I feel like we've been uh, kind of moving on quick from sometimes we, we cover a, a book and then we stop recommending it. But that's a really, uh, it's a big one, literally, physically. Uh, mm-hmm. And it is also a big one story-wise. And we had a lot of fun discussing it. So if you have not caught up and you're the audiobook uh, kind, 
uh, we strongly encourage you checking out Shadow of the Sith by Adam Christopher. To do so, all you have to do is download your free audiobook today by going to audibletrial.com slash center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash center for your free audiobook. All right, quick break. On the other side, we have Acolyte News and this day in Star Wars history. Stick around to Force Center. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Force Center. We're here looking at Star Wars news, and now we go to this bit of news that emerged from San Diego Comic-Con. It's a rumor no more. The Acolyte lead confirmed. Yes, well, there was no major Star Wars news at San Diego Comic-Con, and I'll say again, wasn't expecting any, so that's not being mm-hmm. disappointed. That's just what it was. Uh, but during the event, actor Amanda Stenberg took, took to their Instagram page to confirm what was previously only a strong rumor. And I will add, it got a little confusing, I guess, because I was, you know, 
drinking a lot of white wine, which I normally don't do. <laughs> I, I know, and Joseph, maybe you could help me from a distance. The, the official Star Wars Twitter account, I think, did put something out. And it was a picture of, of, of uh, Amanla, and uh, they were standing with R2. Uh, I think I, that picture went out on their page, uh, being Star Wars, but also on Amanla's Instagram. So I saw all her, all, all their information first, I should say. Um, and it got a little confusing of, of where it dropped first. <laughs> did you did you see? It doesn't matter. It does not matter. I just was slightly confused. I think I saw their Instagram post first and yes. i think that that uh amandala did release uh their instagram post first uh and then i went and checked the star wars feed yes because <laughs> this is now my instinct when i see people spreading things of, of going cool what is the actual source is there any possibility people are taking this out of context um and yeah the star wars uh the official star wars twitter feed uh said join us and welcome welcoming amandala stenberg to the star wars galaxy hashtag the acolyte and then linked to amandala's instagram post yeah, and they had put on their page next stop a galaxy far away. I'm so excited to finally announce I'm joining Star Wars. The Acolyte Honored is an understatement. May the Force be with you. There was also a great TikTok thing going around of uh, Amanda kind of talking about their excitement and, and how they listen to podcasts and they're part of the fandom and it, it just means a lot. And, you know, I, I, we always talk about that balance. I, I don't need every performer to just absolutely have loved Star Wars and grown up with it. It just doesn't need to be the case. Um, but it's always fun for me. I go back to one of my first things of seeing uh, John Boyega watching the Star Wars trailer with some pals <laughs> and they filmed it and he got so excited, he, like jumped over the, the couch and, you know, yes, it's the early days and so much other things happened. But I go back to that and how excited Boyega was. And just to see Amanda's face in this interview, this little, little TikTok thing just is like it's a great starting point and, and I can't wait for them to take this this journey there. Um, so what do we think of this uh, confirmation? We'd previously discussed this rumor. This was one of those pretty strong rumors reported on by the trades, which is why we kind of discussed it in the past. Uh, but uh, here we are, Joseph. Uh, it is, uh, we're a couple years out from Acolyte, I believe, or a year and a half or so. I, I think they're starting production. But uh, what do you think about this? Yeah, no, I, I remember now talking about uh, the rumor um, and I'm excited for Amandala as a performer. I always forget uh, that they played Rue in the Hunger Games. That's on right. honestly really the the only, yeah. I, I just haven't seen a lot of the other shows and movies, even though I watch so much yeah. <laughs> movies and television. It's hard to keep up with it all. So I haven't seen a lot of their other uh, performances. Uh, Rue was quite effective uh, back in the day. Uh, yeah. So I'm really excited uh, for Amandala as a performer. That TikTok, thank you for sending me that TikTok. You said, hey, we're going to mm -hmm. be talking about it, so check this out. Yeah. What was really effective uh, and powerful to me about that is it was just overflowing with honesty and enthusiasm, right? Yeah. Personally, I, 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 if if somebody's truth is, I always have been a Star Wars fan. If an actor's truth is, I want to immerse myself in Star Wars. If an actor's truth is, I really just focus on acting, and the the writer and the director tell me everything I need to know. I know my character, and mm. they'll tell me, you know, what you know, a boggling is. I don't need to worry about it. Yeah. I don't care as long as it's the actor's truth. Yeah. And what I loved about this TikTok from Amandala is that they were saying. I decided to just become all in. Mm. I want to. I get up and I Star Wars all day. <laughs> yeah. I watch things. I read things. I listen to podcasts because I want to, because that's how I'm connecting to it, because that's the entry point for me. And it, the enthusiasm and the 
honesty and the passion was so clear in that TikTok. And that's what excited me. Not a, not a checklist of this is how every actor should approach it, but mm-hmm. seeing the honesty that this is how Amandala is choosing to approach it. Yeah, and it syncs up really nice energy-wise to Leslie Hedlund, who we've been fans around these parts for a bit now. Just anytime uh, Leslie talks about Star Wars, I just get nerd chills. I just think she speaks the same language as a lot of us fans. And and But on the flip side is we make jokes about Tony Gilroy, who probably is like, I don't know, I've seen like two Star Wars movies. I don't know, let me make this one. You know, that's a total joke, but like it, it both work, right? Both work. And I agree with your statement of hey, the truth, everything it's powerful. I, I I go to Game of Thrones a lot. I'm such a Stephen Delane fan. Uh, Stannis Baratheon. He he didn't know. <laughs> he would turn yeah. to Liam Cunningham as Davos and be like, "No, what does this all mean?" Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just the way it was. Um, so I, I but 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 Amanda's uh, what she's talking about. That what they're, they're talking about. Excuse me. I uh, apologize. Uh, in that in that TikTok, it it just it just syncs up really nicely to what I think the energy is going to be mm. into the show, especially because it's so, such a potentially dark themed show. Um, I, I just, mm-hmm. I, I, you're going to need some of the, we're going to find the light in it and find uh, <laughs> the character's place in this time period and all the stuff that Leslie Headland's uh, been talking about. Um, I, I don't know. There's something about that, that joy that um, I just, I'm just pulled in by. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really, really good point that, that it's very clear that this uh, dark side show is being made with love. Um, mm-hmm. And that's another thing I liked about the specific announcement um, that there is some fun with the idea that the Acolyte is a is a dark side show. I love that uh, Amanda is all in red and black. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With the old school uh, looking uh, Darth Maul art uh, posing with R2, but also lots of shots with Vader. It, it really is like, yeah, we're having fun with the dark side. Yeah, and look, we're we're a ways away. Uh, this we know, uh, so I, I don't think we want to do the over speculating route. We we've heard a lot of great things from Leslie Hedlund about uh, you know going to the Phantom Menace and, and building back to that, and how do we get to this position, and how are the the Sith allowed to to rise and all that kind of stuff. I know a lot of folks are already putting pretty specific expectations out there, including what characters they would want to show up. And uh, with Leslie saying, yeah, I read a lot of you stuff. I'm familiar with a lot of it. Uh, you know, that can create some some wonderful uh, passion expectations. So we're not here to stoke those flames quite yet. There will be a time where we will start running down a list just like we were with Andor of what characters might show up. Uh, any thoughts now of uh, what Amanda might bring to the show uh, with their resume and, and uh who they are as a, as a person. Is that factored any thoughts yet, Joseph, about their, your expectation for the show? I, I think because I'm not as familiar with their more recent work, I, I don't feel like I know, like, is there a type that you know, Amanda mm-hmm. often gets cast as? And, and right, even if right. that happens, you know, you, you can change it. Right. But I mean, that happens with lots of actors, you know, if mm-hmm. Kyle McLaughlin was showing up, I would have some ideas of the kind of character he might play, but he's an actor and he could play anything. Um, so there's that. I think it's more just the, the, impact of seeing this performer uh who is young and enthusiastic right and and mm-hmm. already on their journey but still you know on the younger side of a journey in in real life in the in the scope of a of a career that might last decades and then knowing the show is called the acolyte mm-hmm. which to me speaks of somebody who at a very a relatively young age wants to be of the dark side yes that's really interesting to me of not not meeting somebody who is you know like 
I, I don't know. It's not Dooku later in life. You know, it's not uh, crusty old Palpatine. You know, uh, it, it's not necessarily Anakin's story. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm really interested to see, like, well, what is the Acolyte? Uh, is that someone coming from a culture like the Night Sisters, where the dark side is a part of your journey? Um, yeah. And then I think where all the speculation comes from um, is... It, the the idea of the acolyte is this somebody who's like I have become aware that the Sith still exist and I want to be the protege. I'm vying yeah. for it, and that's where the speculation comes into me. Is like if that's true, then which Sith are around at this time? You know? Yeah, and which which Sith do they know about everything? Yeah, I, I, I'm excited to to what you're talking about. Again, we're so far out from it. I, I totally get that, but yeah, of uh, of a character going on some sort of. Uh, um, just a journey where they have a strong sense of, of their identity and who they are and who they want to be. Absolutely. Thinks a, a performer, like a, a man that can bring that to the table. Uh, I I'm excited for that. And yeah, you're right. My, my, I haven't seen dear Evan Hansen. I apologize, but I <laughs> definitely cried at Rue's death in the hunger games on screen and in book. So uh, we, we know they're going to be a, a performer that brings a, the, the, the weight to the moment, but I think you're right because it is the acolyte what choices are made to uh, get to that point uh, are intriguing to me yeah yeah you know a different approach uh to the idea of the dark side yeah 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 uh and i i'm gonna guess the show's not making a case for it <laughs> i think they're examining why it's there and why people might be drawn to it and the dangers of it yeah. i don't know that's early, yeah early on I, I I was saying that because a lot you know it's like yes there's a lot of names we're from Plagueis and Revan and all these you know I, I don't think the show would be like weren't wasn't their perspective great <laughs> there's that and I also just think I think it's totally understandable since it's been mentioned that it's kind of at the end of this specific era the High Republic it mm-hmm. could potentially involve Sith I understand why people are floating towards what character do I already know might pop up but but I do think that they are playing they Lucasfilm mm-hmm. are playing very fair with us. Of, yes. It's called the Acolyte. Amanda Stenberg is playing the main character. <laughs> yeah. So even if characters that we already know or like might be involved, it sounds like this is um, a journey where the uh, Amanda's character is at least the lead of the ensemble. Uh, here's the final thing I want to talk about here, Joseph. Here, uh, and this is a, a great, uh, just you know, personal announcement. I I do not want to take the joy away from a manless Denberg or the excitement of the acolyte. So I'm threading a needle. Please help me thread this needle here. Um, mm-hmm. But I, you know, and again, no expectation of Star Wars news, big news coming out of the convention. That was not on the table, never on the table, no thought of it. Uh, and there was this thing that hey, the Star Wars kind of like official Twitter folks uh, saw a manla was there. And I even saw a, a DJ at a couple of parties, didn't get a chance to say hi, but you know, they were, they were all there. So it was, it was like, all right, Amanda's here. Let's go ahead and make this official. Cause they, they've all been sitting on this for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of Star Wars news comes out this way. Instagram posts, uh, Favreau, Ron Howard, the number one source for solo news for a while, backdoor announcements, unofficially unofficial. And, and I, 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 any way that we get the news is fine for me, but in this era of rumors, I, I wanted to kick back to you this idea of how you feeling about that. Uh, what's good or fun about it? Because I think there's a lot of joy and, and natural kind of excitement to come out of things like this, like Amanda's post. And maybe is anything not working for for you on this kind of style? Yeah, I think uh, I think the main thing that I always lead with is, boy, do I love clarity. <laughs> uh, yeah. We end up in in rumors and you know things picked up in headlines and and said is is truth. So the number one thing I want out of news is clarity. 
And I feel like I like in this example, I got it that the that the official Star Wars accounts um, led uh, had a mandala uh, requested, uh, approved, whatever it was that uh, Amanda's Instagram post was the announcement and then immediately supported it. Right. So then. Yes. So I get what I want, which is clarity um, mm-hmm. about casting. In any news, I want to hear it from Star Wars, from Lucasfilm, from Disney, because that's when it's real to me. Yeah. Because uh, when they don't, like, kind of support it, and John Favreau's just like, here's the thing. You're like, is that, is it? I mean, is it? It, it is, right? Because it's John Favreau's account. But, like, it, like, in this time where we so deeply need, not just for pop culture, but for the survival of democracy and, frankly, yes. the human race, we need honesty and clarity. Yes. Um I'm very obsessive on it. Uh, mm-hmm. And the pop culture side of it is is the least impactful, but we get in a habit of we read a thing and it's true. So I love the clarity. Um, yeah. Then there's this other side of it to me where I just feel like we're in a moment where uh, the entertainment industry is certainly evolving, but also just marketing is really, really evolving and mm. changing. Even in the last couple weeks, months, the Star Wars Twitter account has become uh, more assertive and playful, right? Um, Making more assertive statements about issues. Um, uh, I don't think I even hashtagged Star Wars and the official Star Wars account, uh, you know, responded to an an Emperor Palpatine joke I made with a screenshot from Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And and you see the the Star Wars Twitter account doing that a bunch right now, really really embracing uh, social media and kind of the ways of social media and engaging uh, with people where they're at. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this seems also like an extension of it where we, where companies want think, want fans to be excited. And a part of the way that, that shows and in, in movies are being sold right now is with the um, weight of the fans of the performers. Um, yeah. It's always hard to sell things in Hollywood. Uh, Hollywood really wants big name people attached so they can bring their fan base. And yeah. I think especially as we're getting more and more into the era of uh, younger performers who have built up a following on social media, a relationship with fans on social media, it in some ways seems like a kind of uh, more organic way to make the yeah. announcement rather than here's our fussy press release to variety. Uh, mm-hmm. Let the person say it in the way they kind of want to say it with their attitude and their energy. And I think in an, in an instance like this, like um, it's one thing for Ron Howard or, or John Favreau, who are kind of of an older generation, they have a lot of followers. Um, mm-hmm. But for Amanda Stenberg to put this out, this is an announcement to Star Wars fans, but it's also an announcement to Amanda Stenberg's 2.3 million fans on Instagram who now feel like they are a part of Amanda's journey and might give the show a chance, even if they're not familiar with Star Wars yet. So I just kind of feel like it, it, it's part of a push to uh, get put a little bit of the voice of promotion in the public faces and therefore get the fans of writers, creators, uh, performers a little bit more excited and draw some new eyes in. I love that. And, and I've got to be honest, a little Star Wars canceling just happened right here, I think, uh, with you uh, <laughs> uh, and your and your words there. It's a force center well said indeed. 
I definitely I am from an older generation, uh, 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 and so I sometimes want the old, uh, you know, Dateline Coruscant. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars is announced. I think because though I do want clarity, I, I uh, at times almost uh, you know demand it nowadays because, like you said, it's so easy to just take things and run. It's also to consider the sources and and how the sources. Um, are getting the information sometimes I just don't approve of. And that's for me to, you know, make a, a sweeping judgment on them, I guess, and, and not to engage with some of the stories that are out there uh, and some of the, 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 the websites and stuff, putting them, putting them out there. Um, so sometimes I think I, to combat that, I just would like to see a little bit more official starwars.com. We always say, Hey, here's the, the source. So we used to joke back in the days, if Andy and Anthony are saying it, it's, it's happening. Now it's Kristen Baver and it's happening. Um, I'm, I'm there for that, but I also very much understand and agree with what you're saying here. And this is why, again, I was trying to thread a needle. No uh, joy. Uh, I didn't want any joy to, to be taken away from Amanda Stenberg because it was a great post. And I think you're right. It's very organic. And that is a way I think whatever way can get Star Wars in front of rumor cycles. Uh, and and potential uh, dangerous news cycles, you know. Uh, I I think I think before the TikTok, the TikTok came, and I want to shout out some of our Force Center listeners. It might be our, our, our wonderful standby Mark Canope who shared it in the Discord section of Star Wars mm. News. I think that's where I got it. Um, before that, I was a little like worried that if she, they clearly got permission to put that out there, right? You're not <laughs> going to do that, right? But if if they had just posted that. And now a performer is left a, a, a cast adrift in a, in a, in a social media world that's uh, can sometimes be harmful. <laughs> I just, I had that gut reaction of just, just get out in front of it all. But I think that then that TikTok comes out of, Hey, they knew I was here. We decided to do this together. That makes a lot of sense. And then combined with what you're doing. Yeah. It is just a new way to look at it. And I want to make sure I'm pushing myself towards understanding the new ways. Um, so anyways, all that to say, yeah. I really appreciate what you're saying. I actually get it a little bit more than me just going, don't let Ron Howard tweet out. Don't let Favreau. Because remember the day Favreau put that description out, there was absolute confusion. Yeah, John Favreau, not uh, you. You combined yeah. Dave and, and John. It was very oh, nice. Dave Dave Favreau. <laughs> they same. will become one eventually. They are one. Um, John Favreau. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, that, there was confusion that day. That, that was, that was oh, yeah. still at the Jedi Council days. And it was like, we were like, uh, okay, what is this? Like, <laughs> it's clearly officialist-ish. Like, it, so, yeah, I think I think I have some, uh, some stain from that. Well, I, I totally understand because I feel like this is the – the good version of the actor writer director is making the announcement and yes. then immediately supported by the official account. Uh, this one works really well for me because this is, again, this is Amandala announcing the beginning of a journey and it's an announcement for Star Wars fans, but it's also an announcement for their fans from Amandala's perspective. Yeah. But, but I am also a little wounded because compare that to the, is Hayden uh, Christensen in the Ahsoka show or not? Right. Um, right. That got reported as rumor in, in, in that kind of rumor that all uh, of the caveats disappear and it just gets spread around the, the internet. Everybody knows Hayden's in Ahsoka, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we get that, that uh, incident where, you know, Rosario Dawson thinks it's confirmed and tweets it out. And then yes. there's an article in Vanity Fair saying, I got yelled at. Yeah. That whole thing, no, not pointing any fingers or blaming Rosario Dawson or criticizing mm-hmm. her at all even. But that, I think, is what both you and I are thinking about. Yes. Of like, that's confusing and messy. 
And yeah, Hayden's probably in Ahsoka. That's probably a safe bet. But it is not officially announced, and there's mounds of confusion about it. Yeah. And I, <laughs> we're just yelling at the clouds for clarity. That's, uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, so I, that, all, all that is to say is like, I get why you are kind of uh, hesitant about these kind of announcements. Um, but mm-hmm. I think this is, this is the, the solid version of it because it's supported. Yeah, no, I very much agree with that. And, and, and the joy emanating from Amanda's post was, was, was completely catchy. It clearly, uh, uh, I love that. So yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. We are just yelling at clouds with onions tied to our belts, which was the style at the time. <laughs> but I, yeah, we, we do want to create it. And, and I want to make clear too, like the, so yeah, the Star Wars social team has been on fire lately. I think they're doing some mm-hmm. great stuff. They're getting, uh, they are ahead of some of the things they are kind of confronting things uh, as best they can. And, and, this is a slightly different. Social is definitely tied into marketing. There are no interns running the Twitter pages. That's an insult. Do not go down that path, folks. Uh, teams uh, with a lot of thought that goes into it. Uh, the marketing is bigger and tied into Disney. This I know. Um, but yeah, I think that was my gut reaction. I saw this. I was like, great post. Oh, but what does this mean? <laughs> Where are we going? What are we doing? Like All I said, said, first thing I did is went and checked. Like, I'm, I want to be excited, but I want to make sure this is for real. Yeah. And at the end of the day, all that remains is joy and great fun anticipation for this series, The Acolyte and Amanda Stenberg joining the Star Wars family. It was a lot of fun, too, to see people like Ahmed Best, Yonah Swadamo, and others uh, joining in uh, and commenting on their Instagram page. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Agreed. All right. That's our look at Star Wars news. But before we get out of here, we took a quick look at this week in Star Wars history, looking ahead to Star Wars past and going a little bit far out here, July 31st, 2003. Where were you, Joseph? It's a key question because George Lucas allowed subscribers to hyperspace on StarWars.com to choose the paint scheme of Obi-Wan's new astromech unit, R4G9 in Revenge of the Sith. Joseph, how many times did you vote? <laughs> uh, I am trying so desperately to remember if I voted uh, because I was having some financial challenges on July 1st, 2003 that uh, my partner, my live-in partner uh, at the time was very rightfully concerned with some of my spending choices <laughs> as I struggled to make rent uh, but still found money uh, for Star Wars and uh, hard mics at the bar. Um, so I can't remember if I still had the hyperspace uh, membership or not. Uh, I was in the middle of doing a bunch of uh, theater stuff. I had just got back from doing a a, uh, a Shakespeare uh, two Shakespeare shows up at a wonderful uh, city uh, right by uh, Lake Superior. And then I was getting ready for the big fringe festival. So I might have missed this. It's entirely possible. I missed this, which mm. hurts my soul because I want to believe I voted for R4G9 <laughs> colors. <laughs> uh, I can tell you this. I did not. Uh, I did not. I, 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 Definitely was on the internet at this time. In fact, I was writing for an internet music website by uh, Tiny Mixtapes back in like 01, 2002 range. So I was definitely poking around the internet, but I don't remember going to StarWars.com at all. <laughs> I just I went did. there like almost every day uh, in, in, the, in this time period. So I might not have had access to hyperspace anymore. Mm. There you go. There you go. So I did not vote there. Um, but uh, an interesting thing, and I just love that. I, I'd love to know, uh, you know, exclusive footage there, uh, documentary footage of, of them sitting down with George to go, hey, we got an idea. What, are you good for this? And him just going, I, in these paint schemes, none of it matters. None of it matters. Sure, <laughs> sure. Him, them. Sure, that's fine. Uh, what would we want to see voted on now in the Star Wars fandom? Could that, uh, we've gotten figures, that's that, you know, what figure do you want next, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But actual stuff in the movies or shows that's a dangerous dangerous game joseph but anything come to mind 
Oh, yes. I think R4G9's uh, color palette is the exact right level to vote on. <laughs> so I would love yeah. things like, hey, uh, we're, we're going to another uh, watering hole in Mandalorian Season 4. Pick one of these background aliens, you know, or... Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, there's going to be a minor Jedi in the background of a High Republic comic. Pick the design. Uh, hey, there's a nightclub singer in Andor season two. Uh, maybe in if there is in Obi Wan season two, he's going to have a drink at a bar. What color should the drink be? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any of those I'd be thrilled about because it gives us this fun sort of like, oh wow, we got to vote, we got to you know kind of be involved. I think anything more major than that for me, you know, just starts to kind of confuse this already. I think right now kind of tortured relationship between artist and, and audience. You know. Yeah, I think I, for me, the, the the artists make the audience reacts. Uh, we vote with our dollars and our view time and our podcast and social media opinions. I think I think for me, you know, yeah. I, I just wouldn't want to get in, into anything too substantive uh, yeah. because I think it does start to make it feel like uh, I, I am the customer of Star Wars and the customer is never wrong. <laughs> so I need this ship to be this or I need this character to show up. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, dangerous, dangerous, I think. As I think, I think Jennifer Landa yelled once on this podcast and her own content, uh, Star Wars is not Burger King, you know, you cannot have it your way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think you're right. There be, could be some fun stuff. Here's what it is. Uh, we should go to, you know, exclusive subscribers to StarWars.com can pick the Sith Lord that will appear in the Acolyte. <laughs> you can rewrite the third episode <laughs> of season two of Andor. Yeah. No. So what kind of, what kind of, if it is the kind of background fun minor stuff, uh, what kind of stuff would you be interested in, in getting a vote on for fun? I, I do think uh, names of droids can be okay. Ooh. I mean, I, I know I said names, not colors, but even a name here in the background, because it would be that a background droid, like it would be gonky nine or something like that. I don't know. Um, but that can all, you can, you know, as long as there's no write-in, uh, candidates, you know, I don't want a weird mm. push <laughs> we've seen before. And even just, uh, wasn't there some ship that got a very inappropriate name in someone's Navy or so I can't remember. It was some, some, someone will out there remember what I'm talking about. Um, so yeah, here's a list of four choices. <laughs> it's an R4 yes. G10, <laughs> R4 G8, G9, what will it be? Or, uh, I like, um, you know, a name of a drink or something like that. Like what is, Obi Oh yeah. Drink? But it really does have to be a, a multiple choice, not a fill in the blank, right? Or yes. that's how you end up with Droidy McDroid face. That's, thank you. You remember, right? <laughs> Bodie McBoat face. Yes. Bodie Mc it is a lesson that everyone should always remember of what happens when you ask the internet. Yes, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. But that happened July 31st, 2003. In the build-up towards Revenge of the Sith. That's our look at this week in Star Wars history. We are almost out of here. Uh, before we do, we're going to let you know where you can find us. We're on Twitter at Force Center Pond. We are on Instagram and YouTube as well. July 29th, if you're listening at the time of this release, July 29th, Friday, 4 p.m. Pacific, live Q&A. And we're going to begin kind of a fun countdown to Andor kind of conversation. But we're going to mostly take your questions me joseph and who knows we'll stop by this friday on our youtube page subscribe if you haven't facebook pages for center podcast we are on Acast, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, and more. Just search, you'll find us. And if there's a rating and review system there and you'd be so kind, we'd really appreciate that. Helps people find the show. Merch is available at tpublic.com slash user slash force center. You can support us directly at patreon.com slash force center as well. Uh, thanks for those who came out to the American Comedy Company on Thursday for information on other shows. I 
got going on, you can go to KenNapsack.com. going to be at Flapper's Big Show on July 30th if you're in uh, town local here to uh, L.A., uh, you can follow me at Cadnapsock uh, for a charity uh, spotlight this week. Do want to go back to highlighting one that uh, I highlight from time to time here it means a lot to us in California. The Cal or C A Fire Foundation.org. The California Fire Foundation is uh, an organization that provides emotional and financial assistance to families of fallen firefighters, firefighters in the communities they protect. There's a big fire, I think they call it the Oak Tree Fire, right up now mm-hmm. in uh, Mariposa, which is just outside one of my favorite places in the world, Yosemite. Uh, and it is, uh, at the time of this recording, uh, uncontrolled. Um, and, uh, yep, it's uh, something we deal with a lot now. Um, so that's why I support this organization, which uh, does uh, what it can to, like you said, provide emotional and financial assistance, not just to firefighters, but the community. community they protect that take the brunt of uh, nature's wrath here. Joseph, where can they find you and uh, what's on your mind? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. More unboxing videos coming up of my action figures. You can also go to my website, josephscrimshaw.com for all of my other comedy adventures, including a live show coming up at the great convention in Minneapolis in August. Uh, That convention is called Convergence. If you're attending or you want to attend, uh, there are links on there to my entire schedule at the convention, including uh, my new stand-up show that I am working away on. Uh, I also want to continue to promote Vote Forward. It is a service that allows you to write letters to voters Uh, encouraging them to use their power and vote. I think that uh, it it is easy to decide that "Eh, voting, it doesn't make that big of a difference, but it really does, especially if you're looking all the way down the ballot at all the different things uh, to vote for, all the different things that are at stake. I think it is uh, great to use your power. So that's what I do. I write those letters trying to convince people to use their power. If you are uh, interested, you can check out the website at votefwd.org. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Good stuff as always. Well, that is it, my friend. So for all the dark side users about to appear in the Acolyte for Joseph, I'm Ken. And for Jennifer out on vacation, we'll see you next time. This was Force Center. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.